Oh, that's that is very funny. I did not put that together. I like that. What? I just I just read who played the the uh, banana. Just played the banana. Uh, it's it was uh, Ben Schwartz. He was on Parks and Rec as a um the John Ralphio. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Which he's great. Mm-hmm. Um. It's yeah. It's just I don't know. It's like the cast is stupid. Um, I'm happy I read this part because I remembered one of my favorite jokes uh-huh. of the movie. So thank you, uh, WNBA Hall of Famer Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> that is that was such absolutely a... one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> just oh, that, that whole such scene. A joke. Well, no, because because like the, the thing is like my. My, my like, we're recording. You're recording, right? I will be in a second. Okay, I press record. Um, we're gonna sync it up at this point. Okay, we're already talking about the movie. We might as well just jump into it. Yeah. Uh, Do do welcome back, hot monologuing. I'm Ryan. That's Sarah. Let's go. Yeah, I've been recording. I have your half the conversation, so we'll just use that for now. Um, and then we'll bring in your real audio. Okay. For when you start recording, but. The my sense of humor in this movie, the Lego movie, if it wasn't Lego movie two, the second part, if it wasn't clear. My sense of humor is just so perfectly aligned with this movie. Yes. Like when I watch a movie and I see like a cameo or like a little something with like a famous person that I know, like when when I was watching, you know, Thor Ragnarok and Matt Damon comes up on the screen in his cameo. It's like, oh, hi, Matt Damon. That's where that's what my mind says, and I've said that out loud uh-huh. about cameos <laughs> before. When I when I'm watching like movies with friends, and in this movie, they literally did that with WNBA Hall of Famer Cheryl Swoop. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like that is just so perfectly you know an, an Errol joke. Uh, the, my favorite trailer joke of all time, I think, is from this movie with uh, the worst nightmare being uh, oh. at school and forgotten your homework and my pants are made of pudding. Oh. It's just so... <laughs> that... I don't know if there's a joke that better encompasses mm-hmm. my sense of... Grant, it, it was better in the... Tra- the joke was better in the trailer just with how they uh, spaced out the, the music and all that stuff. But I still think that it was a great joke. Oh, yeah. It was just... I think that that's scene or part of the scene where they have uh you know cameos from just like everybody and everyone is like saying a little line about you know why Emmett isn't good but it's all like a pun on who they are or what they're known for yeah i i love that the dialogue (laughs) in this movie is fantastic and i think that scene was like the epitome of how good it was yeah it's just i don't know it's just i i think this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. It might have even been funnier than the first Lego movie. Um, I think it's definitely on par. I'd have to watch the first one it, again. It's definitely on par. I, I need to watch the first one again. I haven't watched it in a minute. Um, but it's... I just... In the theater, I remember laughing harder than I have in a long time. Yeah. And I and, the, and also, not just me. It was also the people around me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's actually get into uh, our normal segments. Uh, what were your expectations coming in 
to this movie, especially after yeah. having so been a fan of the first one. I was kind of apprehensive about this because I don't remember exactly when it was announced, but it felt like it was announced pretty mm-hmm. quickly after the first one was a success. And so yeah. I was... Well, they already set it up, the, the sequel, at the end of the first they one. They did. Uh, so. It felt it felt like you know they had given themselves that built-in sequel if they wanted to take it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was worried they were making a sequel because they could make a sequel and not because they had like a good storyline in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, so I was kind of worried. I remember hearing vaguely uh, because I follow Chris Pratt on Twitter that mm-hmm. like a week ago when the Rotten Tomatoes scores came out that it was pretty good. It was like 92 or something at the time. So yeah, somewhere somewhere out there, low nineties. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was hopeful, uh, but I was kind of cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I was in a similar boat, except less less apprehensive about the whole sequel thing. And but I think that's just more my my approach with movies. Like I'm cool with a sequel as long as you know you know what you're what you're doing. And I felt like Lord and Miller know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would say that. I don't know if uh, the people at Lucas would say that. <laughs> uh, shouts to Solo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I felt like they, they'd be able to put something out that was great and fun and self-referential and what I'd want to see, even if it wasn't perfect, it'd at least be fun and entertaining. And uh, that's, you know, I feel like I got that from this movie. Yeah. I think this movie did a very good job of being a sequel uh, in that a lot of sequels after successful kind of one-off movies, they tend, they feel the need to like go big. Like we have to outdo the first one. And mm-hmm. this definitely, it wasn't like the city was in danger last time and now the whole world's in danger. It was uh, exploring a whole new relationship this time between the brother and the sister uh, yeah, it, it's 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 more like um, I, I don't know why Star Trek's the first thing that comes to mind, but like in each episode of Star Trek, they explore a new world or a new setting for these characters to to look at and see what's going on, rather than a bigger and better adventure. It just here's this world, and now let's go to uh, this other world, and then now let's yeah, it, it, that that's a progression. It's like a new I don't know a new world for these characters to play in. Yeah, which. Which I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I I liked that a lot, and I was grateful that they uh, avoided many of the pitfalls of sequels. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I agree. I thought it was I thought it was a good sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to the first one, do you like this one more less? Uh, I think a little bit less, but not by much. I think the first one had the benefit of the twist. Uh, where you don't know, you know, that it's being controlled by the father and the son, uh, mm-hmm. and that you don't you don't know that it's uh, you know about their relationship until you know it obviously gets revealed, and so that it, it repaints everything you've seen in the movie in a way that you you just can't do in the second yeah. part because you already know it. You know. Yeah. I think I I agree that uh, I like the first one more, and I thought the emotional impact of the first one um, was definitely stronger mm-hmm. uh, on me. And I think 
the reason why, going off of what you said, you can't replicate the same, I guess, surprise of that big moment. But also I think this movie faltered a little bit with the point of view of the characters. Uh-huh. Uh, and by that, I mean the first one is basically from Finn, the, the, the boy's point of view. Yeah. With like the, the, the dad's, you know, controlling, you know, president business. Mm-hmm. Or whatever Will Ferrell's character's name was, um, like that. That was the story. It was from the one point of view. This one, instead of being from his point of view, uh, it decides it, it chooses to be from both his point of view and also his sister's point of view, going back and forth and trying to weave the two point of views together into one cohesive story. Yeah, and I think that was not handled as well as it could have been. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think you either stick to the sister's point of view or stick to, you know, or Bianca, the sister's point of view, or stick to Finn's point of view. Or, you know, I think they tried to do it so, like, it was the character's point of view, but you could, like, kind of see where both aspects were coming from. Yeah. It just, it didn't fully make sense, like, why some characters that were originated from Finn's point of view we're growing and learning whilst other characters from Bianca's point of view. Yeah. It, like it, it, it wasn't completely congruous. Like I thought Emmett and I guess Rex danger vest were the two characters that were Finn's point of view and the rest were Bianca's, but also it, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. Like you could tell like Emmett was changing points of view to like be more towards I don't know. It's it's the reason why it's not coming across well as I'm trying to explain <laughs> to you is because I don't think it was perfectly, you know, balanced. Yeah. And I th- I I would have preferred this movie if it was entirely from if it was entirely from the sister's point of view. Mm-hmm. And instead of having, you know, I mean I I, I I'm perfectly cool with uh, Rex corrupting Emmett, but I also would have liked to see Emmett as more of the villain for part of it yeah you know the through th- that would be the scope like he's been corrupt and it's like oh no he's too far gone not he's just confused and you're stuck in the middle of these two perspectives which i think i i, I guess might have been what they were going for. i don't know i just i i would have liked it if they if it was all from the sister's point of view uh, i'd say but, yeah i agree i think that would have been more interesting movie uh you know i i really struggled trying to follow like in like in the first movie once they made the reveal it was clear that the son was controlling all of it and this was all his story but trying to blend the characters with the brother with the sister i was never really sure like whose head this was supposed to be in or yeah you know like Mm -hmm. with the whole thing of uh emmett slash uh rex danger vest getting thrown under the dryer uh you know what how that was supposed to fit in with the brother's story uh because like he mentioned some offhand reference like he's got this cool plot he's working on with like time travel um so it's supposed mm-hmm. to be intentional, I think, but f- 
from the character's perspective, it doesn't feel like anyone is really in control of the story. Yeah. I, yeah. Also, thank you for reminding me about the whole time travel angle because I didn't fully put it together. But the reason why I thought that, that was. I thought that was the weakest part of the movie, and I'm just now putting it together. It's because it's time travel, and time travel makes everything worse. Yeah. As, as I've said multiple times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure really what that added to the story. Um, I, I don't think the story would have been any different or worse if Rex Dangervest had just been a guy who corrupted Emmett and didn't need to be... Emmett himself yeah I mean I I do get it because it is kind of making a statement about like toxic masculinity and and I guess bigger brothers and I do get why having that be Emmett mm-hmm. is a thing and I think there, there 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 is a way for them to do it where they rather than just having time travel be the device it make it kind of I, I wish it was more self-referential about the time travel itself. Yeah. Because it's so self-referential about everything. And because time travel is such a wonky plot device, I wish they were to do it and then either joke about it or figure out some way of how to make it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're, redeeming. Their self-referential but. jokes were just references to other movies. They weren't really about the tropes of time travel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, it was just, let's have the delorean be a thing yeah which you know i guess but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i think uh yeah i'm sure these are all nitpicks as you said we are all we're you know we like this movie definitely Um, yeah no i i think we we both i i i love this movie it's just again this is my nitpick as to why it wasn't as good as the first one yeah no, it definitely fell into a couple other nitpick things that bother me, like when mm-hmm. when Emmett is like kind of convinced that Lucy has been brainwashed, uh, mm-hmm. like that, or that plus the like sisters just trying to you know play with her brother and he won't listen, like any plot that revolves around people just not believing each other uh is anything that it just instantly annoys me because it is an easy problem to solve but we have to jump through all these hoops because you're being a jerk yeah 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 i mean i i would agree that that is a definitely a a very annoying plot uh device Mm -hmm. um i do think it makes for some good content um and i think the whole Emma thinking Lucy is brainwash is interesting. However, I think the whole Finn not, you know, not really listening to Bianca. I didn't like that. Not necessarily because it just took like listening. Uh-huh. It was just because I, as an older brother of a, a younger sister, I, I, I'm just a better brother <laughs> than, yeah than he is as like i i i would play with my younger sister i you know i have played with my younger sister yeah no i'm exactly the same like i have three brothers you know myself and my two younger ones uh we we played legos a lot together that was like the main thing that we did 
is mm, when we yeah. had our whole basement covered in Legos and we each had our own zones. And so, you know, the idea of playing Legos without another person in there just feels weird to me. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how you would go about doing it, really. Yeah. But Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, you know, the the other thing that really annoyed me uh, and almost ruined this movie for me, but thankfully did not, um, was when they did the fake-out ending with, you know, all the characters get put in the uh, in the storage bins and yeah. you know, the big end sign comes up and... After our mama get yes, in? Yes, after our mama get in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Th- those kind of jokes are my favorite of all of That's them. That's great. Yes. So great. Uh, but yeah, when they did that, it, I, I just got angry because I feel like this is not the kind of movie where you end on a down note so that people have to come and watch the third movie. Uh, like, yeah, you know, this, like when, like with Avengers, right. You go in knowing this is part one of two, you know, it's going to, to, to end on a down note because that's where, Mm. where the story is going to be. Uh, but with this, the Lego movie is such a, you know, happy kind of film to bring joy to people and mm-hmm. ending on a sad note would have just completely ruined it. Uh, it's not really what you sign up for when you walk in to well, see the movie did, theater. Did you, did you, you, you actually thought that was going to be the ending of the movie uh, when it happened? At first, yes. Um, and it took me a while to as it progressively became more clear that it was not going to be the actual ending, uh, Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get unangry about it. So it kind of, I didn't enjoy the final ending as much as I probably could have because of it. That is fair. I, I did not think it was going to be the ending just because there was so many more plots. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, story arcs that they had to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nothing was resolved. Like, it, it was, like, they set up a whole bunch of things, and they just cut it off short, which I guess you could do on, like, episode 9 of a 10-episode season. Yeah. I guess you can do that, but you have to finish those arcs in a movie. Otherwise, it's not a good movie. And I think, you know, I, I, I would put money that Lord Miller knew that was the case, and which is why i i never thought it was the ending of like well you know finn has to find the heart and you know emmett has to get out from under the dryer or like i didn't think this movie was going to do the thing where they just leave cliffhangers for the next movie that are just so blatant and and mean i guess like yeah where they where they set it up and not actually give you any payoff normally there's some payoff when there's a big you know, mm-hmm. when there's a big cliff cliffhanger, um, but so I, I I was I was ready for there to be more movie because like my head is like oh is it like this isn't it. it it can't be it like actually you know what happened in in my movie my movie theater uh-huh. uh when they showed the end for the first time people laughed really. So my theater-going experience was much more, this obviously isn't the end. 
so that was like it, it felt like, like we felt like more stuff was was coming yeah that was going to be good yeah that being said I thought the way they got out of that with uh, everything's not awesome, mm-hmm. I I didn't like that. The everyone singing and Finn being able to hear them. No, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with everyone singing and Finn being able to hear them. I was less. I, it was the song itself. Why? Uh, why being like everything's not awesome is like a super downer song yeah it's it's like even though i get that it's a joke on the first one and it's trying to say a point that you know people fight and you know there can be arguments but you know we can all grow and become better people from it Mm -hmm. i get the point of that yeah but it just it was just sad Mm -hmm. and made me sad when i shouldn't have necessarily it, it made me sad when i should be feeling hopeful yeah, it was a hopeful moment in the movie that I wanted to feel hope, and it was just saying, "Hey, things aren't great. It's not what I. It, it, the song wasn't what I wanted. Wanted to. I didn't want the song to be about what it was. Yeah, like it was, like it was fine. It was funny. I laughed, but I didn't think that it packed the emotional punch that I wanted it to. Yeah, I agree. I think I feel like the ending was supposed to have much more of an emotional punch than it ended up doing. Uh, for various reasons, as we've listed out, but yeah, yeah. and and I, I think it. I mean, I, don't know, I I say it didn't have that big of an emotional punch. I still got close, just because it, as it is a personal, relatively personal movie, because I I see a lot of me and my my younger sister, yeah, in this movie. Um, so like I could see, like I I, I got it. So when like he brought like the heart. Mm-hmm. Like when we saw the heart and like and connected all those pieces, get it? Legos connecting the yeah. pieces. What? Um, <laughs> no, but when he did that, that's like okay. That's that's what I. That was the thing that I wanted. It just was surrounded by things that were slightly off from what they could have been. Yeah. For me, so. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, there was something I was going to say. And I can't remember it now. Was it a, was it about pudding pants? Probably. That would be a pretty bad nightmare. Yeah. 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 Such a good joke. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been uh, we've been shitting on this movie for a bit. Uh, what yeah. were some of your yeah. your favorite parts? I mean, like. I've been saying this is a hilarious movie. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. Um, I I thought Batman's whole story arc was Batman and Queen, uh, whatever I want to be. Yeah, uh, their arc together I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Where it's like two people that were like forced to get married, or at least Batman was forced to get married to her. And then, like, he ends up actually falling in love with her. And, like, not necessarily through Stockholm Syndrome, but, like, in a way that yeah, feels real. And, like, mm-hmm. Batman's a, lo- a lonely guy, and he meets someone that... That understands. That that, that understands, that gets him. Yeah. And, you know, 
it was a, a, a nice twist where uh, they were setting up Queen, uh, whatever, I want to be, to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And like she had the whole song that was like, I'm not evil, and uh, <laughs> which made her seem very evil. Oh, yeah. and, and then it turns out she wasn't evil. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, even though that wasn't necessarily a surprising twist, it was a rewarding one. Yeah. If that makes it's... sense. Like, I, 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 it made me feel a lot better about Batman and her. And also, they were just super funny. Um, yeah. Both of them. Tif- Tiffany Haddish is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like she just makes half of her lines funnier just because the way she, like her, her cadence of speaking um, just make, makes things. She just knows how to talk funny, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So and she, and she's great. I don't know. That, that was, I think, probably some of my favorite parts. Also, just. There were just so many good jokes throughout the whole thing. Like I'm forgetting so many jokes that, you know, both, you know, me and also the entire theater I was in were just cracking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and like I, like I forget what some of the jokes were just because there were so many of them and all of the little baby, uh, you know, Duplo stars and hearts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that like exploded, but were also just super cute. Like I, I don't know, it was it was super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the the animation as well for Queen uh, Whatever I Want to Be sure, was yeah. also very good and stood out to me yeah. as I was watching it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the, uh, you know, and it, it, just to kind of list off some of my favorite just random one-liner jokes, like, sure. you know, uh, you know, Surfboard Steve becoming Chainsaw Steve becoming Purgatory Steve, like, <laughs> completely unnecessary but just utterly delightful because of it yeah you know or you know the the velociraptor named that other one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's great yes or uh, chaps are the vests for your legs <laughs> i forgot about that one <laughs> uh, it's such a funny movie yeah. like lord and, and miller and they they're 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 they know what they're doing. Yeah. And they, they do it well. Yeah, I'm so. honestly surprised that this is as early into their career as it is. Cause like based on the quality of the the writing for this movie, uh mm-hmm. I would have thought that they had been in this business for like twenty years. But Yeah, they're just really good, really naturally gifted with, with not not even I mean with jokes yes, but also with a story, they're they're really good with making just a good heartfelt story. Yeah. And even though we've said a lot of bad things about the story, in this this is just like here's the, our small little critiques about the story. Like I think the statement that this movie made about to- toxic masculinity made. Uh, what was the other thing that I was watching? I was watching something else that was also kind of brushing the subject. Of toxic to- toxic masculinity I forget what it was but it made that other thing it was like oh i don't know it just i felt like it it, it hit home uh and was effective and yeah it made a statement and also was just good and fun and all that mm-hmm. so yeah like i i didn't even realize that they had uh that they did they were the directors for 21 and 22 jump street which yeah I, I would never have connected oh, yeah. that with this, but now, now it makes sense. Uh, 
So yeah, I have yet to see one of their movies that I dislike. So they're you heard it here first. They're they're going places, people. <laughs> yeah, they they are some of my favorite, you know, directors. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're my favorite non Marvel Pixar. Disney, and I'm not counting Spider-Man as Marvel. I'm counting that as Sony, okay. um, just for the sake of this argument. Yeah, <laughs> um, like I, I'm just saying, like, like not like he, they're in the same group that I'd put, you know, James Gunn, mm-hmm. um, especially after Spider-Man. I would put them like right alongside, you know, yeah, James Gunn and and company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely, yeah. did we did we talk about the cast for this movie too? Yeah, I mean, like just like the last one, it's it, the cast is stupid. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's like, I mean, just talking about all the returning people. It's Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, um, you know, Allison Brie, Nick Offerman, Charlie Day, uh, Will Ferrell. But now you add Tiffany Haddish and uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who are from Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Maya Rudolph as the mom, and you know, a slight. Slight, uh, I guess, tangent. Uh-huh. I thought it was hilarious that they got Will Ferrell, uh, or how they got yes. Will Ferrell in this movie, because he clearly was not available to shoot mm-hmm. on the days where they were in the house. So it's like, okay, cool. Let's get Maya Rudolph to do all the mom stuff. That's great. And let's just have Will Ferrell come and do a day of ADR. Yeah. Um, or just like voice acting where like his character can be in it and then also just have him yell from the other room. <laughs> and there's... So great. Yes. Uh, His, yeah, like, but, four lines that he had was fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but Channing Tatum as Superman, Jonah Hill as Green Lantern. Uh, ben Schwartz as the banana, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think he brought in Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, I mean, I could keep on going down this list. They could. Uh, Bruce Willis was Bruce Willis. Oh, yes. Got, My other favorite joke from this movie it was just the fact that bruce willis was just in it for no reason whatsoever <laughs> yeah they were just in the vents so that they just threw bruce willis in there and they got bruce willis <laughs> yeah oh so good so good um yeah it's just i don't know I'm, I'm i'm looking down the list of names and it just doesn't it's not stopping it's a whole bunch of really talented people yeah um yeah but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it real good movie. Mm-hmm. So real good people in it. I guess uh, because this is on the mind, just from when we are recording, uh, I really hope this gets an Oscar nom next year. Um, you know, it'll be going up against Toy Story Four, so who knows whether it'll win? Uh, I mean, so, um, I, I mean, I think I, I, I will be hoping that too. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not gonna. It's not, not something that I would bet on. The reason why I say that is because the first Lego movie uh, famously was not nominated for True. Best Picture. For Best and, Picture or Best Animated Picture? Or Best, best, animated, okay. best animated Feature is, is what, what I meant. Uh, so I, I mean, while it would be great to see it nominated, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I am not counting those eggs, but it, it would be cool. Also interesting uh, to note, whether or not it would be nominated just because there's a lot of live action in it. I mean, definitely more 
animation. Yeah. I don't know if that'll affect anything. Probably not. I'm probably, you know, mm-hmm. reading way too much into it. But there was a lot of live action uh, in the movie. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Oh. Oh, something else that was great. Uh-huh. Uh, the credits. Oh. Speaking of live action. Yes. So funny. Yes. So funny. This movie had a lot of, you know, really good, fun new music. The credit song was just beautiful. It was beautiful. I didn't know you could make credits self-referential, but it was fantastic. Yeah. No, the Lonely Island did a great job with that song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Real good. Real good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any... Anything else that we need to talk about? Um, Can I get into... Oh, my one other nitpick is that... Sure. I find it very difficult to believe that Emmett, of anybody in this universe, would not know who recorded Everything is Awesome. Uh, Explain. Because, like, he... You know, Lucy gives him the album... You know, which is cool and a great way to end the movie, uh, or their their arc of the movie. And you know, he realizes that she was the one, she was like the lead singer of the band or whatever that recorded it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, given how how much of a fan of that song Emmett is, I I find it hard to believe that he didn't know like who recorded it or like just did not recognize Lucy. I mean, yes. I think also part of it was he had blinders because Lucy... I mean, it goes into like her whole arc in the movie. She started the movie as like dark, broody, you know, never let any light in yeah, type of thing. Uh, and at the end, like he... Because of that, he probably was like, I didn't even think about it. And at the end, I, I thought it was... I thought it was funny. I mean, yes. I I, thought it was I totally gasped along with him when they showed that. Yeah, it, it definitely caught me by surprise. So I do appreciate yeah, which... that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Also, Emmett, I think, is one of just my favorite, like, main character for basically anything now. Like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. if I were to play a D and D character, I would want it to be like Emmett, just like assertively boring in every way. <laughs> that, that's one way to put it yeah that's what i i mean not to go too far into a D tangent um i have this one D character whenever uh my my main the character that i'm currently using dies mm-hmm. a character that's named fluffy and is just a dog and kind of like emmett in the fact that it's just relentless relentlessly optimistic and positive and happy yes and that's that's you know i I would agree with you on on that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be a very fun character to play. So. Yeah, yeah. This movie would not be the same or nearly as good if it didn't have just a relentlessly optimistic main character. Yeah, and Chris Pratt does such a great job. With, he really uh, does. Yeah, with both Emmett and Rex Dangerfest. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, do you have any other final thoughts? Uh, I, I did want to do one, I guess, final thought about this movie. Um, and not about my opinion uh-huh. with this movie, um, but 
is probably my favorite part. Okay. Of the whole, I guess, experience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it, it, it it'll make sense. Um, I I talked about how like this movie was kind of th- there was aspects of it that was hard for me to relate to because as an older brother, I would never be, I guess, that mean or that ignoring of my younger sister. Yeah. Um and you know normally with you know my favorite movies i tend to relate to the my, my favorite ones are the ones that i can relate to like uh and like especially during big moments of my life like the reason why toy story 3 uh was so effective on me when i you know rewatched it for the billionth time you know as i was graduating college because it was like i'm leaving my friends behind i'm i'm going off to like new bigger better things and like that just hits a really personal note for me uh, same for Lilo and Stitch, and you know, I I I have two sisters that you know I would I would do anything for, and like that's kind of what's what's in that movie, uh, or like the the heart of that movie. And then, so 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 this movie comes along, I watch. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I I really love the you know the ending with the brother and sister. It makes me really happy uh, that you know that's that's what the arc is. But I didn't I didn't think it was perfect because as the older brother, I didn't. 100% relate to the older brother. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, I get a text from, from my little sister the day after I saw it. And she said, you know how the Lego movie is my favorite movie of all time? Uh-huh. She then says, not anymore. It's le- the Lego movie too. It's the second one. <laughs> and I 100% am probably reading way too much into it. But for me it's like she views as something so important as playing with her older brother playing with playing with me uh and it i it's just i don't know it makes me feel like i did something right as an older brother that like this movie hits so close to her just the need for the younger sister to play with the older and i don't know it's just it makes me happy. It makes me feel like I did something right yeah. as an older brother. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll. You I'll, you done good, Errol. You done good. Yeah. Yeah, I um I'm, I think we should end the podcast here before I I, I get into any any more tears or <laughs> any more uh, any more emotions. That's enough emotions for the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can do all of the stuff that you normally do on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Listen, subscribe, download, all of that fun stuff. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Do that because uh, that's cool and cool people do that stuff. Um, and we'll call you cool if you do it on the podcast. We will make sure to name you as a cool person. All right. Uh, on the podcast. And what else? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Cop monologue on Facebook. Twitter. Cop podcasting. Yep. Uh, send us an email at... Uh, Cotpodcasting.com. Do all of that stuff. Uh, so cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Bye.